what we need to do is create a counterculture and shove it up your ass. <laughs> Back in the 60s, we'll just go live out in the woods, be naked, and do a bunch of drugs. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Everyone is Cancelled, episode 23, Counterculture. I'm your host, Dylan Randall, and today I have with me my good friends, Andrew Sanders. Yo, what's up? There he is. <laughs> and Mr. John Morgan. Yo, what's up? <laughs> I think you folks will find this interesting, but today I had a thought uh, find itself into my brain pretty much upon waking this morning. And that thought uh -huh. contains some information. <laughs> okay, on a serious <laughs> note, I can't tell you that information until we get through some cancellations of the week. But it led to some pretty interesting insights uh, on some recent goings. Uh, I know you guys will want to hear that. Now, before the cancellations and before the main topic, John, Andrew, how have you guys been doing? Not bad. Just uh, yeah, hanging out, hanging in there. I'm living the American dream. Just missing the white picket fence. Yeah, you got to get that white picket fence at your new house, man. Yeah. It looked nice. Yeah, it'd be super great. Yeah, it will. Andrew wasn't sure if he could do the podcast tonight. <laughs> do you want to Do you want to go into that, bro, or nah, you got to skip that? <laughs> <laughs> I just have a weird, a weird work schedule situation to where sometimes I'm I'm likely going to get called off, but I don't know until last minute, which is like 5 p.m. <laughs> so they take your whole day on your time. Yeah. You're not getting paid for this. And so Andrew's texting me. I don't know if I can make it, man. Like They, they don't tell me until I have to go into work if I'm going to work that day. So he's waiting all day. He can't go out and do something with his free time. It's his day off, but it's not. He can't go to McDonald's. He can't do what he wants to do. And then he texts him five minutes before he has to go to work, something like that. Oh, you, you don't have to come in today. You can have the free time that was already your free time. No money he get. He gets no money for this. <laughs> so they, yeah, they totally ruined your your day. Basically, you just have to sit at home waiting to go to work just to be told you can't make any money and you're not going to work. <laughs> <clears throat> it sounds like a great time to catch up on all the uh, uh, Fast and Furious movies. Dude, I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Been watching all the Lord of the Rings again. <laughs> Why? Because your work has you on like, <laughs> what do they call that? When you have the ankle bracelet on, you can't leave your house. House arrest. House arrest. House arrest. Your work has you on straight up house arrest. You just can't leave your house every day. You might work, you might not, but we need you if you do have to work. And we'll fire if you it's don't kinda, show up. It's kind of complicated because like, <laughs> I... That is never a good answer to somebody claiming you're on house arrest. <laughs> Saying when your when your answer is is kind of complicated. <laughs> Please elaborate. So, I I get being an RT, you get a pretty cool schedule. Usually, you work like three days a week. My three days happen to be like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I do Monday or I do uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. So all those days are kind of bunched together. But then that one random sixth day is a Monday and it's just like in the middle of the week. So I usually uh, take that day 
like if if they're going to be overstaffed that day i'll just say hey you can call me off basically like um if if you're going to call some people off just call me off so that's like the situation i i uh, try to get that day off i don't think anybody don't... who's listening understood anything you just said <laughs> i have no idea what's happening right now <laughs> Damn it. Like, All I right. don't either. I this is up. why I never know if I'm working or not. <laughs> they don't tell me. <laughs> the long story short, I tried to get to today off because it's just my hump day pretty much of working. If I if I get this day off, then uh I get a, a straight like seven days off, which is nice. So I can flip mm. my schedule, because I work night shifts, uh, and I don't have to flip it back for one day. So yeah. I just request it off. But I don't get told whether I have it off or not until like last minute. Like, so that's if the, this was that's a, the if this is what thing. communist America looks like. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to join the camps. I like being told if I'm allowed to be free that day with a text message. I think all of us should have this system that Andrew has, where you don't know if you're going to be allowed out of your house that day. You might win the lottery and get a text message like, "Hey, you can leave," or you might not. You might have to stay inside and watch Lord of the Rings like Andrew. <laughs> We're pretty close to that, though. That might so. be your extended edition. Yeah. No, I'm kidding, man. Lord of the Rings is, you have a great job. And, you know, I'll tell you what, even though you can't leave your house, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings is a great trilogy to keep yourself yeah. busy with. I would forget that I was on house arrest by my job if I was watching Lord of the Rings too. Did you watch The Hobbit first? No. That's a fail. No. I, I watched it in the order they came out. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> They're already Just out. Just like Star Wars. I started episode four, all right? <laughs> yeah. Amazon's working on a show taking place before the movies in The Hobbit. I believe in the second age. It might take parts from the book The Silmarillion. Most people don't know that, but that took part way before uh, the movies took place. And it, it's very interesting uh-huh. stuff. Kind of nerdy, but that's that's okay, right? We like that stuff. Nerd is good. They better not screw it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got some cancellations this week. The first cancellation of the week is war is canceled. This week, President Biden, President Biden says he will not seek conflict with Russia. All right. That's good. Yay. Right on. I didn't know he needed to say that. I didn't know that we were possibly going to have that, but right on. When your president comes out and says, hey... We're not going to have conflict with Russia. That just caught me by surprise. I didn't know that we were going into conflict with Russia. Yeah, I bet Putin was really upset because he just he just had he just had a new tank designed and built. So now he's got this mm. brand new tank and nobody to blow it up with. Mm. Uh, he'll go after the That's Ukraine. Interesting. Or new something. tank, huh? That's pretty cool. Tanks are cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was on. It was on. There's a a show on Netflix that follows the history of tanks. It's really good. I highly suggest that uh, you guys watch it. At the end, they cover this tank. They don't know anything about it really, except that um, for the design, the the pilots op, operate the drivers mm-hmm. are com- are completely isolated from the rest of the tank. So the drivers are safe from uh, nuclear fallout, uh, chemical warfare, biological warfare, um, because everything is operated wirelessly. 
So they're not even inside the tank. They're like it's like a drone. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, they're they're in there, but they're in like a solid lead steel box. That's so cool. That is it's so cool. Neat. It's pretty neat because that was the intent of tanks in the beginning, right? Just to protect right. the operators as much as possible, so they could continue yep. and destroy. So nice job, whoever designed that. I'm sure it's made with Chinese parts. So mm. when that happens, they'll just hack it. Yeah. Right. President Biden was quoted as saying this week, he said, what I'll convey to President Putin is that I'm not looking for conflict with Russia, but that we will respond if Russia continues its harmful activities. Mr. Biden said this at a news conference in Brussels, and he said, and we will not fail to defend the the transatlantic alliance or stand up for democratic values. So... Mm -hmm. There's a lot we don't know about. We do know, obviously, Russia has been messing around since the beginning of time with other countries, and that goes with electronics and hacks, and allegedly. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I also know that at the G7 conference, the summit, uh, they're actually putting public pressure on China, which is a big surprise. I give credit where credit's due. I think it's really hypocritical that a lot of these same people criticized President Trump for doing putting pressure on China, ruining relations, quote-unquote, with China. Yet here they come because it needs to happen, um, because it's inhumane, frankly, what they're doing over in China. And it's different when they do it. It's like when Kamala Harris, literally there's that clip that came out recently of her criticizing President Trump for not letting people through the border. And she says, this is America, land of the free, and... We have to let these immigrants in. And then the second that she gets into office, she goes to their <laughs> homeland and says, do not come. Do Don't not come, come or you will be turned away. And now they're doing this with China. Oh, China's a threat. It's been a threat. We've known this, but the media wouldn't cover it. But now it's okay that Biden does it? I'm not Democratic or Republican. I'm very independent for this very reason because it's hypocritical. And we could have saved a lot of time without tying each other up for four years with Trump, whether you like him or not by tackling this problem four years ago. They were mm. fighting Trump trying to do this four years ago, and now they're supporting Biden doing the same thing while China's advanced for four years. Now what are the Republicans going to do? They're going to fight Biden, and nothing's going to get done. This is the problem, people. We need to have some kind of peace so we can get things done. We're trying to accomplish... It shows, I think, also on the flip side of that coin that we are trying to accomplish these same things. But when, you're, when you live in spite of one another... You don't get anything done. So, I mean, <laughs> these are two huge hot-button issues that we just showed both sides want. So why are they fighting each other over these things? We can get over small details. But when it comes to China and the border, I have now seen in the last four years both administrations from opposite sides of the spectrum try to accomplish the same goal. Now you can almost see these politicians sitting in their wardrooms, you know, the Republicans on one side and the Democrats on the other. And you just see them both like, oh, that was a really good idea. But they said it. <laughs> so we can't follow up on it because it was their idea. <laughs> right. But it's a good idea. Right. You know, it's funny the way you put that because it's, I mean, it's true. <laughs> it plays so well in my head because it's the truth. And I think most people can start to see that and relate to that. So... War is canceled, apparently, because Biden doesn't want to go to war with Russia. Apparently, we don't have to worry about that. It's China now. So we'll see what happens. China. 
Cancellation of the week. Uh, meat is canceled, as yet another hacking escapade caused meat shortages in the U.S. So that is what? Gas was hacked. Food was hacked. What's next? Freedom? Oh, wait. That already happened. It was last year. <laughs> yeah, that's that was last year's cancellation. Losing our freedom is so last year. Actually, the freedom was really canceled in uh, 2001. You're talking about the, um, what was that called? The... Uh, Damn the Patriot Act. Patriot Act. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people argue that's where it began. What do you mean you don't like the Patriot Act? Are you not a patriot? Right. <laughs> it's got such a good ring to it. And if you don't know what that is, we, I think we'll end up doing an episode on that. It's very interesting. Google it for now. Yeah. That was right after they had Patriot missiles. One minute quick take. What's what's the Patriot Act? Uh, patriot Act allows the government to investigate uh, American citizens, however they deem necessary, for whatever reason they deem uh, qualifying, um, on on whatever grounds they f- feel uh, they they need with whatever technology is available to them. So basically, they can do whatever they want for whatever reason they want. Yeah, and this was you know this was the big thing. You know, Edward Snowden got tied up in this, and uh, WikiLeaks got tied up in this, just because the government was collecting. Not gigabytes, but like gigabytes, you know, like yeah, of information on people. Well, we so. saw what happened with uh, Edward Snowden and the founder of WikiLeaks. Not good. Not good for no. them. Hiding. Yeah, the government made it clear what happens to people who release information. Information. That's right. That's all they were releasing was information that took away your rights. And they canceled. The government canceled them and... That's not a that's not a good sight when the government cancels you. Okay. No, and and the narrative that Edward Snowden released um, any information on CIA agents is false. That is a false narrative. He did not do that. He just blew the whistle on what was going on, right? Like yeah, for regular old Americans. basically correct. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you know, you're being right. watched, and he's still hiding out in Russia or something, isn't he? Uh, they don't really know. He could be in Ohio, but yeah. I doubt in the Russia let him go unless there was some kind of deal made. They say they weren't interrogating him, but Russia is very mm. powerful, and I'm sure Snowden would rather be there than when somebody would when somebody would rather be in Russia than America. That there's a there's a lot that goes into that uh, decision. It's not good. I'm pretty sure that uh, when Ireland was having the potato famine, it was because Russia stole all them potatoes and made vodka out of them. Well, it's good vodka. I'll give them that. <laughs> they say potato vodka is better than any other kind of vodka. For what reason, yeah. I don't know. I don't either. But health-wise, but... they say that. So, interesting. Yeah. For your health. For your health. <laughs> <laughs> Drink this toxic and for your health. Yeah. So if you want gas food too bad, you didn't buy it fast enough. Uh, have you guys seen those memes of people filling up their gasoline bins? Like not even gas, but like plastic bags and like <laughs> I saw some yeah. lady filling up a laundry basket. <laughs> you know, with the holes nice. in it. The, it's just yeah. like <laughs> Oh yeah. man. I'm sure she lined it with the saran wrap or something. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure. How did they cancel meat? 
I, I, this is the first time hearing kind of, of hack. this. It was like the gas pipeline on the East Coast with Colonial. Mm. Um, they hacked some kind of system. I don't know who it was yet. I haven't dug too deep into it. But basically, some kind of system was hacked. And through computer usage, meat supply was totally demolished. So there's a meat wow. shortage in the U.S. going on. Yeah, I've noticed that um, like steak, uh, steak choices are, you know, are, it's expensive right now. Yeah, I went to Walmart and it was pretty much cleaned out. Wow. So Dang. that's food and gas, all from hackers that are overseas, allegedly. It's but madness. we're not going to go to war with Russia. Right. That's, that's the good. important takeaway from this. Tear gas is canceled. Tear gas is canceled this week. Yay. Remember when President Trump did that photo op last year in front of the church near Lafayette Lafayette Square? The area that was burned down by BLM protesters. The peaceful protesters that caused millions in damage burning down businesses and attacking federal buildings and officers. You know, that peaceful Mm. protest. Say what you will about them. It's not about the movement. That's about killing people, which they have done. Um... So President Trump, he did this photo op where he just stood in front of a burned down church with a Bible, basically calling for law and order and peace. Apparently that was was bad. Now the media, I'm not sure if you guys remember this, but the media, and this one's thanks to John, the media went crazy <laughs> when this happened because they claimed that they used tear gas and rubber bullets to clear the area for President Trump. It turns That's out right. none of that happened. No tear gas, no rubber bullets. It turns out the area wasn't even cleared for Trump. That area was cleared for other reasons because of damage, if I believe, if I'm recalling correctly. And Trump just on the fly said, I'm going to go. He didn't have time for a security check. He just went because he wanted to pay respects. I'm not a Trump fan. That's just what happened. These are the facts. If we can't talk about facts, what can we talk about? And a major news outlet came out that is not Republican. What? Might have been CNNBC, was it, John? Uh, It was uh, NBC. NBC. And they said, now the left claims to be about truth, and they claim themselves, you can't be about truth if you are promoting and cherry-picking these truths and promoting it with lies. There was no tear gas, no rubber bullets. It wasn't even cleared for Trump. They were burning down buildings. And they went on the media and said, hey, they're putting tear gas out and rubber bullets, and everyone ate it up. It didn't even happen. So if you need proof that they can just tell you something and most people will believe it without any proof of it actually happening, there's a problem there. Because <laughs> that really hurt Trump. That right. that news op it, hurt Trump. It was a uh it was an investigation by the Inspector General of Interior Department. Yeah. Mm. Interior yeah, go on Department. on this one a little bit, John. Yeah, Mark Mark Lee uh Greenblatt. And what he said was the evidence did not support a finding that the United States Park Police cleared the park on June 1st, 2020, so that President Trump could enter the park. Instead, the protesters were uh, removed to, quote, to allow a contractor to safely install anti-scale fencing in response to destruction of federal property and injury to officers that occurred on May 30th and May 31st during other Black Lives Matter protests. So, um, and yeah, and he found that, that, uh, the relevant decisions were made and plans put in place several hours before officials knew of a potential presidential visit to the park, which occurred later that day. So, I mean, even, even the, you know, the people that were removed from the area so they could put this fencing up, 
Um, it wasn't. It had nothing to do with President Trump, but it was a convenient tactic uh, to uh, to further, you know, propagandize uh, his name in a negative way, and people latched onto it because they didn't like him. That's what kind of scares me. That we're at a point now. Like I said, I'm not a fan of Trump. I, I think he's nah, done good either. things. I think every president, because they're human, has done good things and bad things. Even if they're a terrible person, nobody is completely on one side of the spectrum. You can't escape it. We're, we do good and bad things, whether we mean to or not. Um, my problem, and, and I would claim this if it was any other president, my problem is when the media has so much power that they can outright lie. They lied. They said yeah. that there was tear gas and rubber bullets to completely yep. destroy his, what he was doing, which was trying to say, let's stop burning down churches and buildings and hurting people that are innocent and businesses. And they overshadowed that, not with the truth, but with an absolute lie. And my problem is that when they can get away with that and make so many people believe that and completely alter a vote even for a presidency, a presidency, excuse me, yeah, and get away with that. Even further, my problem is when we find out the truth and nobody cares. The The media outlets don't put it out. So it might as well right. not even be a truth because nobody knows if it, it even happened. If the media doesn't cover it, nobody knows that this truth came out. Yeah, both sides are guilty of this too. Big time. But, you know, this this article, <clears throat> oh, it's funny that it's NBC article, but he even points out that uh, – um, at the time, she was a senator, uh, Kamala Harris, who is now our vice president, um, said that she watched as president quote watched as President Trump having gassed peaceful pro- protesters just so he could do this photo op, and then he went on to tear gas priests who were helping protesters in Lafayette Park. That is a straight up lie, and there will be zero consequences. Zero. And that's what's frustrating. Like, I, I don't care, but like everybody is going to do something bad at some point. But when there's no accountability and there's no personal responsibility, then that's that's what um, sparks people to do crazy things. They're just fed up. The justice system's broken. Yeah. Even uh, Speaker Pelosi's uh, quote said, what is this, a banana republic? <laughs> it's like... Oh, lady. This is the lady that put on a uh, they had an African scarf. It was actually the colors of one of the slave tribes, you know, the, the tribes over there that enslaved other people. Yeah, and that was um, fact-checked, I believe, even. That was fact-checked and knelt. <laughs> um, it's, it's just, it just boggles my mind. I think it's just – I think it's disgusting. Just but. throwing it on like she doesn't know what she's even wearing Yeah, from another culture. Just, Turns out to be slave I, owners. Yeah, yeah, and my other problem, and, and this goes for Republicans too, because they've done some pretty dumb things in the past, is that they'll you know they'll do something in the name of some uh, some grandiose project or idea, and and then claim stupidity in, and then on the flip side, you know they'll, they'll say something uh, that may match up coincidentally with something else, and then claim intelligence. Right. It's, it's like. Whatever the context of their demeanor fits is what they go with, and it, and it's just it's just really sad and deflating. And specifically with what they're calling rhinos, the older Republicans, 
they they need to take blame here because this issue yes i believe that china took advantage of this and really bought out a lot of the democratic side whether it's the newspapers or the media or big tech or the politicians themselves there's proof now that china is basically buying them all out this yeah. happened and it is the republicans faults the the older republicans the the, the rhinos they call because they right. create they did such they 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 created such nasty circumstances with these very dirty deeds that it created an opening. And China said, that is their weakest link. We are jumping in on that. So this isn't just China. China did what China does. They prey on the weakest links. The Republicans ultimately are to blame, the older Republicans, for creating this mess. Both Democrats and Republicans, but they made some serious error. So now there are good Republicans, the younger ones, but they are in such a hole they're trying to dig out of. I don't know if they can at this point. Oh, I hope they can. I, I hope they can too. Yeah, I hope that the uh, the center line Democrats can can dig out of the hole that you know old Democrats have dug for them. That's what we need: young Democrats who aren't bought out, and young Republicans. Because we're not, let's face it, we're not getting a new party. No more, no more of the uh, the squads. We don't need any more squads. No, that's horrible. That's that should be against the law. To be honest, it's. That's not right. We need them to come together because we're finding out, as we did in this episode, a lot of our goals are indeed the same. The fine details, they may change. We could work those out. I've disagreed with many people, but a lot of them are some of my best friends, and we, we work it out. And ultimately, when you are humble enough to hear somebody else's opinion, and they are the same, you get to somewhere that's better than either one of you would have gotten to by yourself. And that's what the two-party system is supposed to do. It's been thrown off balance by China, Russia, and our own mm. um, weaknesses. But I think we should at least try to come back from this. Tear gas. Tear gas is canceled. <laughs> tear, <laughs> tear gas is canceled. Uh, like I've just been imagining hackers hacking in and hacking cows to self-destruct. And that's why there's <laughs> a meat shortage. Those cows huh? are just blowing up. <laughs> See that? Yeah. Yeah. We need to reduce methane. Stick a plug in the cow. Dude. <laughs> Have you seen that? When they were strapping bags to the backs of the cows to collect the farts? No. Sounds like something NASA's <laughs> doing. <laughs> Sounds like a Rick and Morty episode. No, it's like an actual thing. Uh, some like environmentalists, I want to say, were like, we need to reduce these methane emissions from the cows. And they're like freaking collecting their farts in a backpack on their... <laughs> They the should <laughs> they should put all the cows in bubble suits. You remember that old movie Bubble Boy? Just oh, all the yeah. cows roll around in their little bubbles. They're just suffocating. Just stuck with their own farts. farts. <laughs> yeah. That's why there's a meat shortage. Well, the uh, the running of the bulls would be a lot safer. <laughs> put the people in the balls, put the bulls in the balls. We should all, you know what? Because of COVID, we should all be bubble boys and girls. Down. Yeah. I'd, that way, I'd if I fall that. off the boat, I'll float. You will float. <laughs> You're not going to be able to control where you go very easily, but yeah. you'll float. Just blown out to sea. <laughs> That's all right. I'll be. <laughs> I'll stick out. Yeah, somebody will see you, but they're going to have a hard time getting you in their bubbles. <laughs> You're all boats in a bubble. <laughs> That's the feet. This is the future. This the future is yours, my friends. Buy your bubble now for nine ninety nine. Nah, 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 nah. You may end up out in the Pacific or wherever those uh, 
those uh you know those islands of plastic and trash that are out there in the ocean yeah china you just wind up out there <laughs> there's a few right. of them uh yeah i think there's three of them that like naturally occur from currents and they're just huge yeah. islands of plastic hmm count me yeah. in oh, that's Good where times. i'm that's where i'm retiring just need a an umbrella and a lounge and a lounge chair. Yeah, there you go. Vaccine passports are canceled. I read no, a not. news article <laughs> condemning the U.S. because, in their words, in their in their sort of lens, they condemn the U.S. for not having vaccine passports when places like Japan and Britain are all adopting them. Maybe it's because of the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. But what are those things, right? So vaccine passports are something the government right now is refusing to take part in because, frankly, it's not constitutional. So this article was basically condemning the U.S. for not requiring people to have passports to do things like go out to eat, go to the grocery store, to be able to just do things that help you live. And they always spin it, right? They were spinning it like America is the worst place on earth for not having vaccine passports. On the flip side of that coin... a the private industry is jumping on to the bandwagon of creating their own vaccine passports. So the comedy club in Los Angeles, many people know it. Uh, Joe Rogan has performed there. Many big stand-up comedians perform there in Los Angeles. They require vaccine passports to see their shows. So it does not stop businesses from using this. And if the private industry is jumping onto this and making it easy for them, they can totally sidestep the government, and you may require a vaccine passport without any laws being passed. Where are your papers, sir? Where are your papers? What do you guys think about this, man? Is this good? Is this bad? What's the deal, logically, from an intellectual standpoint? The bonuses and minuses, the benefits and negatives of a vaccine passport, and why is America not adopting it? I think if you don't have the passport... You should be thrown into those cages down at the border, and that's just where you belong. You just you get forgotten. That's is where that where thrown. the guy with the buffalo horns are is? Who was in that uh, <laughs> the Capitol riots? I, I miss that guy. I don't know. <laughs> I think eventually someone will uh, will take this to the Supreme Court because Title Three of the U.S. Civil Rights Act prohibits discrimination based on medical condition, uh, i.e vaccination status in private businesses such as grocery stores banks restaurants hotels retail stores and all public facilities including schools john laying down the truth bomb what article was this john uh it's title three of the u.s civil rights act look at that this is why we have john on the show the fourth amendment of the u.s constitution states the right of the people to be secure in their persons houses Papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. And they'll argue that it's that it's reasonable, but... Um, mm. Well, if you've had the vaccine, and if the vaccine works, then why do you need somebody else to get it? If it works and you got it, then why are you worried about somebody else? Right. And I've seen they've created a counter-argument to that, but it, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, it, doesn't, it still doesn't hold up. If it works, then it shouldn't bother you if somebody else doesn't get it. And if it doesn't work, then why are you getting it? Right. Basic logic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think, uh, I know like some schools require a vaccination record, right? Or is that just certain schools? I don't remember. I, I feel like I had to have a shot record to 
get into like elementary. I got kicked out of school in the fifth grade, man. I have no idea. <laughs> You're like I don't, know. I don't freaking know. But uh, <laughs> I don't. For COVID, that's kind of I don't know, man. It's like like I get it for like something like polio and things like that, where people are getting vaccinated or hundred percent things that are really really, you know, can really cause. Yeah, I fully agree with damage. that too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh But those are vaccines. This isn't COVID. even technically a vaccine that's approved. No, it's a medical device. Yeah. If we're gonna be technical at least. Maybe technical about it. It's a medical device. And Andrew's a respiratory therapist. And I, I he worked in the front lines of Southern California, where we had a lot of cases. It was basically little India out here, people. It was basically <laughs> little India. And I'm not making fun of it. It's horrible what's going on in India. But I'm saying that Andrew's seen a lot of cases, and it was a horrible thing. But we're getting past it now, and we've made great strides in it now, and we're finding out that sunlight, losing weight, not being obese, uh, helps tremendously with this. And the vaccine, if it works, you shouldn't, in my opinion, I'm not concerned if somebody else doesn't get it. It shouldn't matter. And we've normalized asking people for their private medical information. Have you been vaccinated? Are you one of us? Or are you against us? Yeah. That's what that just, question means. Just don't rely on HIPAA. What's that? Yeah. Uh, HIPAA is the uh, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. And it's the one, it's the, it's the act that protects your healthcare information um, from your healthcare providers giving it to whomever they want so yeah they train us uh, not to talk too much in elevators and things like that around the yeah hospital. <clears throat> yep yeah no because um yeah your healthcare plans healthcare providers must uh limit who can see your healthcare records interesting um, but, but it doesn't stop you know other people can still ask you for your health information whether or not you give it to them is entirely up to you but it, it does not fall under hipaa and i know a lot of people want to call on hipaa because um it, do, it does limit uh health and personal health information dissemination um but uh, but not not in this case it only applies to how um, your healthcare provider um, gives that information out so what are you saying? Are you saying that the our vaccination status uh, our vaccination status can become public? Um, under the Title Three of the Civil Rights Act, I don't believe it can. Also, the Fourth Amendment, but um, but HIPAA is not the act that you want to, uh, you know, call upon. Die on your sword, yeah. You're not, <laughs> well, yeah, that's good stuff, John. I, that's really good stuff, man. Andrew, what do you think about this? I think like having a passport, vaccine passport is kind of, that's bizarre. Like that's a little too far. <laughs> I mean, yeah. whether you get vaccinated or not is up to you. And uh, maybe I, I get how certain, uh, of course, like private businesses, I guess they can decide if they want to go that route. But uh I don't know. I'm just. I want to get back to a, a state of normalcy, and uh, I think it's having to show papers. <laughs> so, yeah, having to show your papers is getting a little, a little out there. Yeah. 
So I get that, like, maybe maybe some schools will incorporate it, just like how they already incorporate how you need to be, you know, vaccinated against varicella and right. MMR and whatever, all those other tip standard vaccines. that Because the vaccine get. was just approved for teenagers, right? Yeah, yeah, right. I believe so. I'm not a medical doctor, and I cannot give you medical information. And my opinion is worth about a hill of beans, but I would not give my teenager uh, this medical device. I don't have one, but if they were considered teenagers, I would not give them this medical device. Well, teenagers have a very high survival rate of this, right? Right. Yeah. What they did say, though, was that people who have uh, contracted COVID and survived have the same uh, immunized... Um, system as someone with the vaccine. See, I'm so. glad you brought that up, John, because I had to dig hard just to find that information. They're not advertising that. No, they're not. Maybe somebody else has seen that, but th- that has not been my case. I have, I have not seen that in my news. I've seen shame for not getting the vaccine and shame mm-hmm. for not getting a vaccine passport. In fact, if if uh, if you don't have the vaccine, you should still wear a mask. Right. Which Fauci himself said, based on evidence that uh, <laughs> were not effective, and then he flip-flopped on that. Well, the evidence still suggests, uh, from what I've seen, I'm not a doctor, that masks are highly ineffective compared to what we were led to believe as far as their effectiveness goes. Cancel that, fuckers. <laughs> so, Andrew, do you have anything to add to that? Because this is definitely your area of expertise, I would even go as far to say. Speaking of masks, California is like one of the only states that still has mandates right now. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. Kind of annoying. I think it's only us and maybe Hawaii. School me on that. What's the mandate? Well, you still have to wear a mask indoors. Every other state pretty much is like, eh, you know. Yeah. You decide. (laughs) Well, here uh, here in Little California... Um, our governor will just uh, our governor will just smack you in the face with a bar tab. That's right. Your, Little California. Oh, we need yeah. to make a T-shirt for Connecticutians. <laughs> that right. says Little California. Just get the shape of Connecticut. That's good. Yeah. I'm also glad you brought up the fact that you you develop antibodies by getting the virus because thousands and thousands of people have gotten the virus have recovered without any problems right and they now have the antibody so it's like why why should they re- be required to get a vaccine they might not even know they had the virus some people don't even hardly have symptoms so andrew what's yeah. the logic for why are they pushing people who've already had it to get the vaccine anyways that's why i'm saying that's a it's a little too far i we're gonna see also how the how the virus keeps developing like if it if it turns into like a flu kind of thing where it's it is evolving every year and okay you gotta get the flu vaccine and they'll they'll mix in yeah they'll mix in the covid vaccine in with the flu vaccine now or whatever Mm -hmm. that might be how it evolves but even then like i don't walk around with papers that show that i got the flu vaccine like just to to get into a whatever a restaurant or something so i i still think the papers is it's a little far, man. <laughs> so, yeah. I fought out in your general direction. <laughs> Where are the papers? 
Investigations are canceled. President Trump, at the beginning of the COVID uh, epidemic, pandemic, uh, asked to investigate the causes of this pandemic, to which he was shunned and called a racist and xenophobic for wanting to know the cause of it. It was completely natural. Well, (laughs) President Biden asked to look into the nature of of the origin of the virus. Because it's different when he does it. And it turns out, it looks like it was the Wuhan lab. Trump said it 18 (laughs) months ago, but hey, he said it. It's not true. It's only true now, right? Investigations are canceled because the wrong person asked for it. I don't care if it's the truth. If the wrong guy asks to investigate it, we don't look for the truth. We don't care about the truth. We wait for somebody who is allowed to ask that question. Then we are allowed to know the answer. So it turns out it probably came from the Wuhan lab from an accident, man-made virus. What do we think about that? Uh, Walked think, right out on yeah, somebody's that's, shoe. That's, that's the most logical explanation was the, uh, the Wuhan lab. They were doing experiments to get in front of the next pandemic, and they created one in the process. That's about how human science goes. And any good zombie movie too. Shiny. I wonder like how much. I wonder how much uh, <laughs> has already been hidden by China, like about what happened in the lab. Well, a lot. I mean, a lot of this. Yeah, a lot of the scientists who are willing to comment on it are, are have already disappeared. We oh, were yeah. seeing that in the beginning, back in uh, in January and February, when this thing started to become like the real deal, like pandemic which basically is any infectious disease that crosses international borders right mm-hmm. so yeah there were chinese scientists who were saying this started in china and all of a sudden it'd be like poof they'd be gone <laughs> yeah i heard that they were scrubbed from some kind of website that listed the scientists working there they scrubbed them they disappeared from the face of the earth in china they said we don't know who that scientist is he never worked here well, when they were pressed enough, they eventually said, okay, yeah, he worked here, but we don't know where his location is. Well, his location's in a barrel full of acid. I'm guessing that's where he is. And I'm also guessing he can't talk anymore. He's a little caught up. I don't China know. China did what China does and disappeared his ass. <laughs> right? And he's gone. So the scientists are gone. The witnesses are gone. The person they predicted as case number one, the first case, is gone, allegedly. And now a lot of facts, the facts that remain are coming out that, yes, it, it indeed was a human man-made virus from a mistake in China. This has nothing to do with the citizens of China. They're full of great people. Most people are mostly good. That's my saying. And I mm-hmm. say it often. Most people are mostly good. That includes the Chinese and every other person on this planet. It is the government, the communist Chinese party we are talking about. The, you know, the one... Um, running a holocaust right now for the Uyghur people. Those people. The one running sweatshops making Europhones. Those people. It's nothing to do with their citizens. When they don't like somebody, they disappear. The problem with the initial investigation was that the American scientists that were sent to China to investigate the Wuhan laboratory were peer were friendly peers of the scientists in Wuhan. So it'd be like it'd be like like uh, two, they're shared. They were shared 
um, laboratories, right? They, these guys knew each other. So they walked in and were like, hey, Harry, how's it going? Hey, Johnny, it's good to see you. Is there a problem here? No, there's no problem here. Okay, well, you have a good day. That's that's not an investigation, right? You know, it's a, it was it was a total sham and a joke, and uh, but it was accepted as truth. And and then China said, well, you know, we found it in a fish market. So then they latched onto this idea that it was a you know transmitted from an animal to a human. Well, if China said it, it must be truth, right? Oh, absolutely. Everything that China says is true. Um, but Trump and Pompeo didn't really help the mechanism of this because they started saying that they had all this information and they were, it was going to come out soon. And it's like, if you have the information, why don't you just put it out? I don't know why you gotta be so coy about this stuff. If you have information, then you should use that information to either make a claim or pursue some kind of above board investigation that the American public can see and say, wow, okay, well this makes sense. It's a good point. Yeah, I saw that a lot. Like, they'll say they had the information, but exactly, they don't come out and, like, <laughs> break it down yet. Maybe they're scared of uh, creating chaos or something. I don't know. Well, a lot of classified information we can't pretend to know. There, There's a lot of barriers, and that's the problem when it comes to government and politics. We're missing a half of the coin. Like, a lot of the stuff that really is pertinent to the case or to the subject is classified, and even if they want to tell us, even if they can tell us, sometimes it is not wise for them to do so because it has right. other implications. It's showing their hand before we can see China's hand or somebody else's. So there's a lot at play, and it has to be so fucking aggravating to be a politician, even if you have good intent, because there's so much you can't say because of these gears right. that nobody else knows is turning. And it's maddening to know what's going on and not be able to tell people because of national security. It's not like NASCAR or a sport you watch where you really have most of the facts. Yes, you're missing some of the politics, but we're missing the whole enchilada almost when it comes to politics. Right. And and when they say things like, you know, if they make a claim about the, the fact that they have information and it's, you know, a truth claim, then the opposing country, in this case, China, is going to say, well, how did they get that information? They must have somebody uh, on the inside. And then because it's because it's a black ops uh, operation, um, they will root that person out and then they are just disappeared. And the United States government won't, yeah, the United States government won't claim them as theirs. Yeah. And they, they end up in some pit somewhere answering, you know, just being tortured for the fun of it. And uh, yeah, they, yeah, you need to be very careful about the information they disclose. It's just frustrating to listen to politicians go, yes, we have this information. And it's, well, you may have that information, but you're never going to share it. So why even say that you have it in the first place? Yeah. They're looking, they're just as bad as, they're self-validators. They want, you know, they have this incessant desire for everybody to know that they know what is the truth is. And it's just, why can't you just be confident enough in your leadership to know that you have the information and you'll release it when you can. Now, it's, Trump's ego is one of his biggest downfalls. It's a great example you bring up, man. Because Trump, I, I believe he had some facts and still does. Obviously, he was the president of the United States. I think he probably knew in that government. They caused this virus from just being crazy about the way they were experimenting. 
with this, but I can't tell you how we got this information. Just trust me. That's going right. to go wrong on a lot of levels. The intent can be good, but it's going to go wrong on a lot of levels. But the fact is, as he said, it was Wuhan. The facts are coming out now that, yes, it indeed was uh, a malfunction with, uh, or I should should I say a user error at the Wuhan lab. It's not 100%. Somebody was in there eating French fries, just being sloppy with the viruses. They had sex with a bat. They had sex with a bat. And it flew around, and it eventually bit one of them, and here we are. <laughs> Hydrochloroquine. Oh, yeah, there you go. Prophylactic, maybe. Or... Yeah, that's what I, that was the word. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll throw prophylactic out there, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we haven't been giving that to anybody <laughs> as far as I know. Hmm. And why is that, Andrew? Do you know the internals Um, on that? I know, like, some groups have come out and said that it's not effective or not very effective. I don't don't know all the details about it, but it seems like what most of the healthcare is rolling with. Um, I think that was a med for, I want to say polio or something. Uh, I don't know much about the med, but... Uh, lupus. Oh, lupus. That's the one. Yeah. 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 So I don't know much about it, but I have heard both sides. Like it's effective. It's not effective enough. Um, well, that's the thing. Like that's the semantics of it, right? Well, it's not effective enough. Well, what is enough? Right, right, right. Like how effective does it have to be in order for you to release it as a, as a pro, even a prophylactic? Right? Because if it doesn't actively fight COVID nineteen, that's fine. But if it, but if it helps um, either reduce the amount of um, infection or prevent it, you know, completely, so that you just you get it and it doesn't really doesn't hit you hard, mm-hmm. then all right. So it's not effective after infection, but maybe it's effective prior to, and and people just. We'll just argue that. Well, it's not effective. Well, in, in what context? Well, it is effective. Okay. Well, in what context? And it was never. It was never teased out. It was just. Well, Trump is using it, so it's. It must be. The, it must be bleach. <laughs> you inject yeah. bleach into the blood to cleanse, and it works yeah. great. It's great. I'm gonna wash your blood. I'm gonna wash it with uh, some kind of uh, soap disinfectant. To be very good. It's the best. Dude, You're the best. They took that so far, man. The, they did. The yeah. Disinfectant. Why can't we get a tanning salon and put it straight down in through the trachea and go down into the lungs and tan their lungs? Can we just get a tanning salon and do this? Can we put it in their lungs? Can we can we tan the lungs? <laughs> I've heard of that as a uh, somebody was mentioning just as an idea of putting like a UV light on the endotracheal tubes that we <laughs> intubate oh, people really? with and blasting the light down in the lungs. <laughs> but would that even work? I don't think so. There's no way it would get all the way down into the lungs. Like, well, What if you illuminate. put... Did you ever watch... Uh, what movie was it? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Aladdin, I think. He lines up all the mirrors. Oh. 
and the light. So we just need to, it may not reach all the way down. What if we put mirrors inside the person's It was trachea? the mummy. The mummy. The mummy. That's right. Yeah. It was the mummy. Yeah. That was a great movie. So what you got to do is inhale some glitter and you're yes. good to go. <laughs> glitter pills. <laughs> I like it. I like it already. Shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that was we're a, geniuses. That was one of my favorite songs in that whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. That and You're Welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, teaching our kids to be arrogant, one Disney song at a time. It's funny. My wife used to live out on those islands, man, out on the... She did some mission work, missionary workout on Saipan. So nice. she likes that. She likes that movie. That was, uh, all that uh, culture, Samoan and or the Chamorro, I think is what it is. Yeah, that's right. She did that. That's yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, she's got some fun stories from out there. Lots of World War II history out there too. Because well, to finish off tonight, stuff. I think this. Uh, yeah. I think that's um do you, were you going somewhere with that, Andrew? You can go out you can go ahead, man. No, nah, I'm done. I didn't mean to cut you off there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, anyways. <laughs> uh, we went longer on the cancellations tonight than I expected, but it's good. I um we've gotten some good feedback on the cancellation segment, so figured we'd run with it. But the main topic of tonight, it's not going to take a lot of time. It's just really just a thought I woke up with uh, this morning. Um, so I came to realize what many of us realize on a regular basis through many means in life. Um, but I came to realize that no matter what entities do, such as cancel culture and their counterparts in big media and big tech, uh, there will always be a natural selection and reactions that they create themselves whilst persecuting whilst persecuting intellectuals and those who refuse to concede. Um, this morning, Brett Weinstein came to mind in this example. So for every action, there's a reaction, right? Now, if you guys don't know, cancel culture is based, it's coming to light through Joe Rogan and Tim Dillon and Brett Weinstein and, and a lot of intellectuals and people who are just uh, big in the media community people who are on the, on the side of free speech. Basically, what cancel culture does is if you don't agree with their logic, whether it's science-based or not, and a lot of it is not, it's anti-science, they silence you. They ban you from Twitter. They ban you from Instagram. They take away your jobs, such as Gina Carano, Brett Weinstein, you name it. These people lose their jobs for saying the wrong thing, often even though it's based on science. Uh, and it's a scary thing because the Nazis use the same tactics. You know, there's countless examples of this. Now, Brett Weinstein, this is a man who was a college professor a college professor at Evergreen College in Washington State. Now, this is a man that was relatively unknown to the mainstream media until he was canceled from his own college for literally standing against racism and fascism. Basically, Brett Weinstein was a man who was a professor at Evergreen College, and his college was inundated with this sort of regime that was literally just outing white people. Like, white people are the devil. 
every single white they they had speeches saying every single white person here is a supremacist and racist and eventually it got so bad there and this guy is a he was a liberal as far as i knew like he was democratic and he, well yeah i mean he was he what did he say he was a uh a leftist libertarian right that's right and he said look it, so eventually it came to a head where they said, listen, we're going to have a day where no white people can come onto this campus. If you're white, you are not allowed here. And he said, listen, this is racism. All he said was, this is the core of what racism is. This is segregation. Yeah, I can't take part What were they supposed of to do when they weren't at campus? They were supposed to do something too, though, weren't they? Oh, I believe they were. It went really... Mary is a good... She knows a lot about this. It, it, it was really, really bad. He was scared for his life. Yeah, they had to, not only, if you were white, not only could you not come to campus, but you had to take some kind of race sensitivity class. They had a lot of those going on. And a lot of those classes were persecuting. They were saying every, there was literal examples of literally, they would be sitting there in these seminars saying, and telling these people in these rooms, every white person here is racist. They were saying these things. Right. Well, I think, yeah, they were, it's all boils down to critical race theory, I think. White Fragility, the famous book right. being part of our curriculum. Now, Brett Weinstein said, this is racism, and I can't be a part of racism. This is what racism is. And he ended up getting so harassed that he was in fear of his life, and he had to be escorted out of the campus by security because he was scared he was going to be killed. The students and the mob, in some context, they were trying to kill him. They were trying to kill him uh, basically for saying he was against racism. That's what it was about. Cancel culture had a field day with this guy. And they thought they got what they wanted. Well, every action has a reaction, right? And this, this is where it circles back to. I was wondering, because I've seen this happening with cancel culture. I, racism is bad on all fronts. Like, I'm a free thinker. I don't have a political agenda. And that frees me to see things from a snow globe view. See what the right's doing. See what the left's doing. And I see this overwhelming power of the left completely consuming the right. They're eating them alive. And I said, well, eventually, um, this is going to have a reaction. Cancel culture is going to have a reaction. But I've often wondered, what is that reaction going to be? What is, uh, because it's like uh, that old saying, water always moves, right? If you put a blockade in front of water, it's going to move around it. Have you ever built a sandcastle at the beach? And it eventually gets destroyed because it goes around and it goes behind it and the tide moves up. There, it always gets around it. And cancel culture is a sandcastle. But I always wondered how exactly it was going to get behind it. Because it was a well-built sandcastle, right? In Brett Weinstein's case, and I believe he is case zero, he became, he shot to startup because of cancel culture, because of Joe Rogan, because of people like Tim Dillon. Even though Tim Dillon made fun of him, it still brought him to the spotlight. And I love Tim Dillon. I love both of these people. And I think that is the reaction, and I could be wrong, that is going to cancel cancel culture. I think it's a positive reaction. Joe Rogan having him on his show. This guy launching into stardom, he lost his job, but he became more famous than he ever was precisely because of cancel culture trying to silence him. Well, he settled with the university too. So he and his, yeah, he and his wife both got uh, $250,000 from the university. Yeah. And his, um, he got, uh, when you leave a company before you retire, what is that called? Ooh, severance? Yes. 
Yeah, you got severance pay from the university. Andrew, you are my vocabulary <laughs> champion. I got you, uh, bro. These college folks here helping me out. Uh, yeah, uh, he got severance, and he and his wife each got uh, 250K from the university. So <laughs> Nice. Which sounds yeah, like, like a lot, but it's nowhere near what they lost in emotional yeah. No, I think they turbulence. sued for $3.5 mm. and they settled for... Unbelievable. I feel like we're going to keep seeing that, and we're seeing it also Mm -hmm. with other professors like uh, uh, Jordan Peterson. um, And then we're excellent (laughs) example, my man. Yeah. Yeah. Going to colleges to try and freaking get these students thinking outside the box or at least exposed to some different ideas. But these speakers are having to take security with them now and fear of freaking getting <laughs> murdered on a college campus where you're supposed yeah. to be able to hear opposing opinions can't anymore well by canceling him and his refusal to back down basically to evil intentions even if some of those people were good they were inundated with this uh, propaganda essentially he rose to greater fame and attained a position opposite of his attackers intentions which were to silence him What does this have to do with the show? Well, our show is a comedic take on cancel culture, right? And the implications of current goings in the world. We basically discuss everything with a fun twist you all have come to know and enjoy. But on a somewhat serious note, I believe here is the answer to the problem of a fascist-like cancel culture. Silencing intellectuals like Nazi Germany and taking their voices away. This here is the answer. When their own methods backfire and start sending people into stardom, they won't be so quick to silence. And this is my hypothesis. Now, John, Andrew, I want to hear your thoughts on this because that's what it is. It's a thought. Mm -hmm. I love philosophy. I think often it doesn't mean I'm a philosopher. Far from it. But I do enjoy ponderance of these issues. Is all cancel culture bad? It's a great question. Because I, I think in the beginning, it you know, cancel culture has some really beneficial um, attributes and, or uses. I think a lot of these people came in with good intentions. Yeah, I mean, there, there are some things that we need to cancel out of our society, you know, like mm-hmm. white supremacy. You know, we should, we should be working as a society to cancel that out. Or let's say any racial supremacy, any supremacy at all, supremacy itself, because it's prevalent. It's just not white supremacy anymore. It's it's become another type of supremacy. People are being attacked for being born with the color of skin. As far as that's how far it it has gone. So supremacy of all kinds, right? Yeah, yeah. There's lots of things that cross the line, uh, slander and things like that 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 uh, should be regulated for sure. You can't regulate people's speech, man. I'm just agreeing about going full-on racism should <laughs> uh, should uh, there should be some kind of regulation to certain things. Well, there is. There's a Civil Rights Act in the 1960s that uh, has outlawed and that's why you know the idea of systemic racism in the United States is is fundamentally flawed because it is illegal to discriminate against anybody for any reason 
in in any place uh, because of the Civil Rights Act. Right. Well, Andrew, that brings up a good point. What do you mean by regulation? Because that could be a good thing. But what do you mean by regulation? If if things are like confirmed to be lies that that are being spread. um, Right. Then then there could be there should maybe be, you know, legal action. I'm not a lawyer or anything. I think there are legal actions. Now, are you just talking about like something that somebody says? Like if somebody says something, they can be sued. Are you talking about actions like hate crimes? Like physical attacks, or are you talking about like somebody tweets something and it's incorrect? Because mm. there's the the libel and slander laws. Um, some of those are difficult to prove, but right, that's a tricky one. Yeah, but those exist. Because I hear where Andrew's getting at. You know, it's a good thing we need regulations. Um, but what does that mean? Does that mean not being able to speak? On any platform, because we've talked about this, and I know all of us here have agreed on this, to my knowledge, uh, at least, you know, if you cannot hear who's wrong on social media or whatever platform, hell, how do you know who's right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, at least my opinion on regulation, is that, you know, you you can regulate things, right? You regulate um, businesses and... Uh, products, commodities, you can regulate things. You cannot regulate people. Uh, That is a fundamental undermining of their constitutional rights um, for freedom. So any regulation on people I find to be an affront to freedom. Yeah, I agree that, that. That includes like, you know, anything that you say. So, the, you know, for a while, you know, hate speech was a hot topic, you know, because, you know, well, I can't believe that you allow these Nazis to come out and shout these things. Well, guess what? That's their that's their right. And I will fight. And they for look their like right. asses doing it. Exactly. <laughs> it makes people hate them even more. Exactly. You need to let them say those things so that you can be like, wow, that's wrong. When you stifle that, it gives them credibility. And while we're on that topic, I, I'm glad you bring up those rallies because when I've seen, when I've seen those Nazi rallies and those KKK rallies, it left me in disgust. Yeah, it's I mean, disgusting. I would laugh because they're so hateful. I'm like, that is the worst group on earth. It's a laughing stock. There's nothing more repulsing than letting these people show their true colors, as long as it doesn't harm others and it stays within their own constitutional rights every group has to be able to show their true colors as long as it doesn't harm others because it shows what what an ass they are or right in in the case of martin luther king it shows that they have something to say that is very valuable and that is freeing martin luther king would not have been able to talk under these laws if they were passed that these people are trying to pass because it was seen as hateful Right? right, it goes both ways. So you can't let good people speak without letting bad people speak. You Louis can see Farrakhan how it correlates. Would have been canceled. Yeah. So look at it in that context. Look at Martin Luther King. If it was the other way around, he would have been shut down. But in that time, when America was far more racist, well, the Constitution said you you are allowed to speak, and he spoke at public rallies because the Constitution said so. The Bill of Rights said so. He, those were his rights, even though a vast majority 
of people he was speaking to did not agree, it didn't matter. So you can't take that away from people because it shuts everyone down. And in my thoughts on this, and this is what I wanted to hear your opinions on, because it could be wrong, it could be right, it could be neither. But my opinion, and this was my thought this morning, is that they won't be so quick to silence virtuous intentions if it further launches their victims into the spotlight, because then they have a voice to shout out across the world. The literal abuse they take from the woke culture, right? The victims have a voice that's greater than if they weren't attacked. So the absolute violence they experience on a physical and emotional level, I mean, hell, they they lose their jobs. You know, I, I find it interesting because the way of the world always shows a reaction to every action, like I said. It naturally happens on its own. And I have wondered what would happen to cancel culture because it so intelligently hides horrible intentions behind good ones like we spoke about. Mm. That most people would want to get behind, right? Yeah, most people would want to, exactly. Most people want to get behind the Patriot. Hell, it says Patriot. Why wouldn't I support this? When in reality, it is about control and silence of the majority and those who step out of line. I think that if cancel culture goes the other way around and it backfires, like it did with Brett Weinstein, if this starts happening more and more, it's recent, but if it happens with Gina Carano, for example, they're going to think twice. They're going to have to find a new method of silencing people because it's going to backfire. And I find it very interesting what happened to Brett Weinstein, who I call Case Zero. And I wanted to hear, Andrew, John, what you guys thought about this. Do you think this is a sort of very loosely termed natural selection? Do you think there is a way out of cancel culture through this method? Or do you think it lies elsewhere? I think that any any bad idea or any bad movement in American history has eventually killed itself because it 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 is what it is. It's 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 morally malintentioned, uh, and sometimes it takes you know sometimes it takes generations for for it to right itself, but it but it always has. Um, which you know is why I'm so worried about uh, changing rewriting, altering, or adding to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights right now. Because I, I don't think people are ha, are well-intentioned in, in the legislation they want to add to it. And anything added in, in the context of cancel culture or, uh, or wokeism uh, would be detrimental to, to the future of the country as a, as a free state. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, technology is also something that is different um, than it, it's a different circumstance that we're in because people are in these echo chambers of Twitter and whatnot. It's the the one thing that I that I fear is that it could be more and more difficult to actually like get people's stories out there or like the the examples of of what what's happening to people the people being censored what they're being censored for you know a lot of people think that it's completely justified uh the the cancel cancellation of of these people and uh that's that's just part of like algorithms that that we're exposed to online we we see and hear what we want to hear kids are learning things in college and and it's just an echo chamber 
So I feel like elementary that's... school, bro. They're learning this <laughs> stuff in elementary school now. Yeah. But Andrew, what you said about shit, man, the curated information. You know, ten years ago I could I could look at Google and not feel and sure there's always propaganda. It's always there. We can't help it. Shit, I put out propaganda to make people think I look cool on Instagram. <laughs> And what they do is that anything disagree- that disagrees with that stance, they scrub it. Uh, allegedly, these are, this is make-believe. Everything we're saying is a storybook fairy tale. It's a song. Sing along. <laughs> but what they do, what they do Follow is the they scrub. Ball. They scrub the truth from the internet. So you don't even have that truth now. It's not even those who are speaking. It's those who are writing. It's those who are putting out documentation. They curate the search engine so that even if you know what the truth is, you saw it with your own eyes, you were there for the event, if it was not part of the agenda, you can't Google the things you saw with your own eyes. Even if somebody wrote it. Even if somebody posted it. And uh, that, that is another thing. That is another sandcastle that is very well built that I don't know, I don't see any logical ways that the ocean is going to move around it, so to speak, for lack right. of better terms. That's a tough one. Yeah, the other the other part of, of cancel culture, too, especially in terms of how it's used in social media, is that not only uh, do we become the arbiters of right and wrong, but also judge and jury. So it's not just, you know, I've, I've decided my personal opinion is what you've said is wrong. Now I get to pass judgment on that. And the jury of my, you know, echo chamber peers are have decided that you're guilty. And through that, we're going to dole out punishment for my opinion of what you think. What we need to do is create a counterculture. And like shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the 60s, we'll just go live out in the woods, be naked and do a bunch of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the here's the thing about counterculture, right? We don't actually like counterculture is like any cultural movement or attribute, right? That that is in complete opposition to mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. So most of these counterculture things you don't even know about until they actually become part of the culture. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Yeah, like like hippie. Well, you know, it's a good example is hipsters. Hipsters were hipsterisms and hipsters. Well, it actually, you know, the, 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 well, that was the hippie movement, but the hipsters, you know, the guys that had beards and ponytails, those, yeah, those wild jackrabbits, those guys, they were, (laughs) they were doing it before it was cool, those guys. Yeah, the man bun. Yeah, that thing. (laughs) Well, that started back in the 2000s. But it wasn't until 2000, I think it was, I think, I, I don't, I can't remember. I think it was 2009 when Time did an article on hipsters that hipsters became part of mainstream and therefore its previous uh, existence was seen as counterculture. But even then got adapted, got, you know, it got assimilated into nor into mainstream culture. And then it's and then it's not counterculture anymore. Now it's just yeah, you look at this man bun thing and the beards growing out and living in vans. There is this continued, and it's like we were talking about for the Wild West episode, there is this romanticism for the 60s that people continue to have. 
And what they don't realize is that big media, these powers that be, have caught on to this. And so they dress up their bad actors, as they call them. If you don't know what Mm -hmm. a bad actor is, look them up. They hire these bad actors to dress the part, look hippie, look hipster, have the grown-out hair, green hair, whatever it is, whatever the, the movement of the day is, and they take advantage of that psychosis that we are living in. When true counterculture, the heart of it, we have lost sight of what that is. And Mary's made this point. And I think what we need to get back to is, is the reason uh, that we do anything in life. And that reason should be for a good thing. That was basically, I woke up with uh, just these huge overloads of thoughts uh, just occurring. Yeah, if you want to write a book, the best one of the best times to write is first thing in the morning. I like it. Yeah, your mind is free of all the days, nonsense, and everything. It's fresh, you know. I don't know if you guys have anything to add. I did want to speak on that tonight. If not, we can no, call this good. call this a wrap. One more thing that you kind of spurred my thoughts was uh, talking about um, celebrities like Kurt Cobain. And throughout counterculture, a lot of celebrities were speaking out about things they didn't like about mainstream culture. Mainly like Vietnam was the big thing. (laughs) People were getting drafted. They didn't want to go there. Like, and, and, you know, the Beatles wrote a bunch of songs about it. Bob Dylan, big time. Andy Warhol producing artwork and that was all it, it really brought it out to the to the people and that just kind of reiterates the issue that technology <laughs> has because even a lot of like the celebrities are all throwing their opinions out there based on <laughs> you know whatever Hollywood wants them to say kind of thing uh, except for a few so you just made me kind of think about that. So, yeah, food for thought. That brought up a great point. And Joe Rogan has touched on this a little bit. Comedians being canceled is a, is a really huge step in the wrong direction because if you don't have comedians, what do you have? Because people see them, they see stand-up comedy to be able to laugh at things that they themselves can't say at their workplace that maybe they're thinking, right? It gets out that passive aggression you have built up that helps you sort of relax and be like, okay, they're speaking what I'm thinking. It's funny. They don't mean it, but it's funny. And comedy always has a little bit of truth. And sometimes that truth doesn't agree with political correctness. But for a comedian to be canceled, and I don't know all the details, but I think comedians, they have a very special art and they should sort of be protected because they they serve a great purpose, like football and like hockey and keeping us sane in a way. So yeah, I don't know what I you guys agree. think about that. That's crazy. But it it's happening. It's starting to That's happen. really bad. Yeah. Like all all the great comedians that were calling out race discrimination, you know, in the 60s and 70s and like Richard Pryor mm-hmm. and all these guys. Like it's a it's comedy, stand-up comedy is a platform for people to talk about the truth of something that's wrong without, without, and, you know, and making it funny without, you know, threat of retaliation or persecution because it's, it's comedy, right? At the end of the day, you're supposed to laugh. Um, and, and to remove that platform, um, from stress relief on, 
on you know in intensely passionate topics that someone has the artistic ability to make humorous I, that would be a terrible loss for our culture agreed all right happy gaming <laughs> good night folks <laughs> we appreciate you guys joining us tonight this has been a fun episode andrew john thank you for joining me on this nonsense ride yeah man thank you for having me yeah good times yeah you guys are awesome uh i'm waiting to get this new fucking computer <laughs> mac you released the small version of the imac but you didn't release the big one release it and take my money I need a new computer, but I am dying because I'm an artist at heart, a bad one, but still an artist <laughs> at heart. And I want to use my iPad and my Mac to do what I used to do with Andrew to make a show for you guys on YouTube. You know, there is a plan for this show to extend into YouTube and to do something completely new. Yeah. In the spirit of new and and uh, and representing our, our nerddom, Bethesda has released, I don't know if it's part of E3 or in the spirit of E3, um, but they have been working on a title for close to 25 years, and in November of next year, it's going to release. And it is called Starfield. And there's very little information about it, but they did release a, uh, a short trailer. Um, and I would suggest that you go watch it because you will instantly put it on your radar. Love it. Sounds pretty tight. Halo yeah. Infinite just released a new trailer as well for multiplayer. Check it out. Halo, if you made a copy and paste of Halo 5 after all of this time, we're done. We're breaking yeah. up. Don't break up the band. 343. Three. Yeah. Um, Dice released their... Uh, Battlefield 6 reveal trailer and the gameplay trailer. So check that out too because that's going to be a money maker. It looks pretty good. The game looks pretty good. We'll have to see what happens. I'm done being hyped by games because they lie. They lie to me. Exactly. So I want all of those games to be great. If they're not, I'm putting hot sauce in my eyes. But I want them to be great. I want... Eight Days to Die. Yeah, where's that Ooh. game? Seven Days to Die, you were one of the greatest games ever made. And you stopped updating it. Yep. Well, they ran out of money. I mean, the saga of Seven Days to Die is kind of sad. but Torque it till you jerk it, folks. I hope you had a good night. <laughs> John, Andrew, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to add? No. Just happy gaming. Just happy gaming. What the hell is... Uh the hell is twerk it till you jerk it i don't know man just do it and (laughs) find out what happens all right man i'll I'll try it i'll try it tonight and let you know how it went let us know what happens next week (laughs) (laughs) we are everyone is canceled you are allegedly a listener we allegedly exist and we will see you next week every saturday new episodes you guys have a great week. Thank you for joining us. Peace out. See you. Shiny. <laughs>